it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Greetings and salutations, everyone. It's Rich Wilson. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Live. Today is February 12th. It is Super Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, Tim. That's what it is, but we know it better as the eve of catchers, pitchers and catchers reporting. Yeah, you know, I, I totally forgot about the Super Bowl until you just mentioned it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super sure Sunday, you. Super Bowl. There you go. Okay, yeah. No, I no interest. It's an American, uh, it's an American tradition, Tim. So that's, that's, I mean, we've, I don't know, I guess that's, that's, that's a big thing that we do here. It's a big yeah. deal. So yeah, it's a big deal in Canada too. Really? Uh, oh yeah. Tim? Big deal in Canada. Yep. Hello. You there? Oh, yep. Yep. I just lost you for a second. I'm <laughs> back obviously uh, okay. in New Jersey where I got a. Got to work on my internet connection, Timmy. I'm not happy with it, so uh, I'm, I'm going to get something bigger and better once uh, once uh, summer rolls around and I'm back here for good. But uh, yeah, so it is a big deal in Canada. Yeah, it's a big deal for everybody except for me, I think. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> but even a bigger deal is pitchers and catchers report officially report tomorrow, though yep. most of them have already reported, and we're starting to get some uh, great quotes, Tim, and the best oh, yeah. one is so far for me. Maybe you've heard something else. Sixto Sanchez has lost forty-six pounds, Timmy. That's a four, followed by a six, and he posted pictures, Timmy. I mean, I can't verify it's forty-six pounds. I've take his word for it. He does look trimmer, leaner. It looks impressive. Yeah, it, it looks like he has taken the off-season with uh, a whole lot of seriousness uh, from a conditioning point of view. And that's, hey, that's good. You know, Sisto was always a big, he was always a big boy and maybe maybe too big. Losing losing that weight, I don't think it's going to hurt him. Look, I mean, he has just been a model of health inconsistency. So if this can help him stay healthier, I mean, more power yeah. to him. I think that's great. I'm hopeful, Timmy. Again, I'm a body guy. I like people in shape. And, you know, I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that he stays healthy. If he does, 
He was really good when he played three years ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> long away, long long ago, and far away, in the, and in a different galaxy, something like that. It was a long time ago. We haven't seen help from him in a long time. Yeah, obviously, just the flyer uh, going into drafts. But I don't know. Maybe, uh. yeah, maybe you pick him as your thirtieth guy off the board. So who knows? I mean, it's uh, it probably goes a little earlier than that. But I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe with this news, Timmy, you might. Considered a little bit more seriously taking a flyer. Well, I think if you look at the the Marlins rotation, I think it's fair to say that uh, one, two, or three members of that rotation aren't going to be around after the trade deadline. After I'd have to think Johnny Suedo is one, possibly Jesus Lazardo, maybe Trevor Rogers. The Marlins have lots of pitching options, young pitching options. And I think they're going to work them into the mix and try and get the most that they can for some of the veterans that they've uh, that they've picked up. So, you know, hey, if they move some of these players at the deadline, there's going to be opportunities. And, it, you know, Cisco Sanchez could fit into that mix very nicely. Uh, I, I think Cueto, definitely, Tim. If he mm-hmm. pitches decently yeah. and the Marlins are not in it, which – Probably they're probably not going to be in it. I mean, he's probably yeah. a kid that gets moved. I'm hoping that Eddie Cabrera pitches, you know, 150 innings or more this year. That mm-hmm. would be a really good sign. Obviously, Sandy Alcantara, you have to count on him, you know, leading that rotation. So, but there's Definitely. there could be some. I'm with you. There could be some opportunities. That Sixo Sanchez is going to spend some time in the minor leagues, building up his arm strength early mm-hmm. in the season. It's not a guy that they're going to promote early. Oh, no, definitely not. But, you know, you start to look at, you know, Sanchez and uh, Max Meyer. You can rule him out for this year. Uh-huh. But, but you know, even ruling those two out, you, you know, you got Braxton Garrett, uh-huh. the lefty, Uri Perez. Uh, who else do we have? Maybe even Dax Fulton. The Marlins have lots of options that they can – that they can toss into that rotation in the second half. And I, I hope we see some of these kids. I really totally do. agree. I'd love to see Yuri Perez. Dax Fulton would be awesome to see as well. The other second p- bit of news to me, which is a bit of a bummer. I thought of you immediately when I heard so this. I. <laughs> uh, the Dodgers signed David Peralta to a one-year contract. And, Tim, I, I mean, I'm looking at a roster resource. you got Mookie and Wright. you got Trace Thompson in center. They penciled in Peralta and Wright, and nowhere on the Major League roster do I see the name James Outman. I see Chris Taylor as a reserve. Yeah, the Dodgers are starting to put a little bit of dis in the dysfunction, aren't they? They're it, it, It's going to be a unique, a unique team, and uh, defense might... <laughs> might not be part of the package this year. Again, I don't know Gavin Lux at shortstop, Miguel Vargas penciled in at second base. And there's been some talk about Mookie getting some at-bats in at second base. So uh, right now it's a lineup very much in flux, but David Peralta is nothing more than a temporary answer. Uh, Trace Thompson isn't guaranteed a job. Uh, I would have to think that Oatman will still be in the mix for that center field job, and hopefully he can wrestle it away from Trace Thompson. But only time is only time's going to tell. The Dodgers. I don't, I don't hope, know if he can play. I don't know if he can play center field. I mean, Oatman? Trace Thompson is the better 
defensive center field. He's decent, he's, yeah, but uh, I don't know if Altman can can play center field. You would think with his speed, he probably could, but yeah. maybe I'm just making an assumption. All all I know is adding Peralta definitely complicates things, and Jason Hayward. I don't, I don't know what what he's doing there. You know, oh. that's oh, I didn't even see his name. Yeah, no, they they signed him with a. No, uh, an NRI. Oh, okay. But yeah, I I really think that when push comes to shove, I I think Oatman would be a little more practical, possibly than Hayward. So uh, again, it bummed me out simply because it's one less opportunity. Well, Chris Taylor's going to make the roster, Timmy. I mean, this is a, mm-hmm. a guy they're paying money to, and he can play yeah. the infield and the outfield. Correct. And. I don't even know if there's a roster spot available for Altman. Yeah, I. Well, again, you'd have to take Hayward out of there, and then well, that possibly. That's create. according to roster resource. Bring that up, Tim. Uh, yeah, they don't even have J- Jason Hayward on the roster. They have him on their projected bench. Oh, they do. Oh yeah. Oh okay, missed that one. Yeah, it's. I cannot bring up roster resource or fan graphs yeah. at all. My machine oh. just does not like it. Uh, okay, so. yeah, no, they've got him listed as one of the four bench projected bench players. Okay, well, maybe Altman should be able to climb over yeah. Jason Hayward. He's a better defender, I, obviously, but uh, and David Peralta, there's no, there's no guarantees he's going to hold on to that job either. Nice, they're paying him six and a half. That's what I don't uh, understand. If the, yeah. it's it's not like the Dodgers to bring in guys like Peralta, it's mm-hmm. like the Dodgers to give Altman an opportunity, which leads me to believe they've got some concern. Yeah. Oh, ob- obviously there's some concern, but six and a half million to the Dodgers is what chump change. Still six and a half million dollars on a team that's trying to stay under the luxury cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if again, if they would have thought, the only logic, Timmy, is they would have thought they had internal considerations. Why in the heck bring in David Peralta? I know he's a yeah. great clubhouse guy. I get all right. of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But they've got great clubhouse guys with Freeman and Mookie Betts, yeah. and, you know, et cetera. I don't think they needed that. So no, well, they, no. Why didn't Why didn't they just use Chris Taylor? Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, it's not like he hasn't been a decent producer for him, for them over the years. Peralta's uh, been it, brutal, Timmy. I mean, this is a, yeah. this is a guy that's at the end of his career and yep. can hit a little bit, but there's there's nothing else there. Uh, no, and the key is little bit. Yeah. So I'm I'm sort of mystified. I'm sort of mystified. Like last year, twelve homers, fifty nine RBIs, two fifty one batting average. Yeah, you know, and four hundred and thirty nine. Like yeah, but it's... all of those 12 home runs, if I recall, not all of them, most of them were hit in the first couple of months of the season, and then he did mm-hmm. absolutely nothing towards the end of the season. Uh, 161 at-bats in Tampa Bay after he was traded. Guess how many home runs he hit in those 161 at-bats? Uh, I'm Not many. I'm going to guess one. Uh, you're 100% too high. Well, it's zero, yeah. Zero. Yep. Yep, I the remember last time, the last time we saw a good season out of David Peralta was 2018 when he I had re- 30, 30 home runs. After <clears> that, 12, 5, 8, 12. You're like, yeah, I, I don't I, get it. I remember bringing up David Peralta as a topic. I think it was in April, Tim, about the hot start he got off and the home right. runs, and we basically discussed it for a, a couple of minutes. Like, mm-hmm. is this is this real? And we basically said, no, it's not. So, mm-hmm. uh 
you know, I could probably bring up that question at the top and find out exactly <laughs> what it was. But uh, yeah. that's that's why I knew he got off to a hot start. But mm-hmm. it's disappointing, I think. And I, I'm with you, Timmy. I drafted on my draft and hold. I was I was actually pretty encouraged that I thought he'd get some playing time. Now I'm a little suspect. We'll see. We, he's he needs to get a chance or he needs to be moved. Yeah, either either or. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and and Trace Thompson, uh, what? Yes. I mean, he's been given multiple shots. I'm surprised he's still hanging around. Well, he's what heading into his age 32 season. Is he really? Yeah, Trace Thompson. Let me just pull up. Pull, yeah, he will be 32 March 15th. Wow, that shocks me, Tim. I didn't realize he was that old. Where does that? Where does the time go? Right. Wow. Where does the time go? The one thing I did like that the Dodgers did this week is they signed Alec Reyes, who uh, one of the top pitching prospects coming up and just got hurt, and has never been the same. Had a good season. Was it twenty one? Where he saved a lot of games with St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Didn't pitch all that well, but he saved a lot of games. I don't know, Tim. I any pitcher that goes to the Dodgers, you gotta like it. Well, uh, you know. Uh, you got you got to like it. Period. As far as I'm concerned, yeah, yeah. If they can find some way to keep him healthy, I, and I know that that that's uh, easy. No, he did have labrum. Sur- he did have labrum surgery over the winter, so mm-hmm. he got to got to get him recovered from that first. But assuming yes. he comes back healthy from that, you you got to like the chances for him to at least have a career. Well, yeah, and it's a low risk, low and in, low investment. On a team that currently has, according to roster resource, four players listed at closers. <laughs> Hudson, Phillips, Vesia, Gratterall. Add, add Reyes into the mix when he's healthy. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good dart toss. Very good one. He's only 28. He'll be 29 this year. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully, you know, the, the Dodgers uh, and Reyes. Reyes can re- resurrect his career in L.A. I like it. I like it, too. We'll see, Tim. Final thing I wanted to talk about is back to the Marlins. The A's and the Marlins, they do a good old-fashioned challenge trade. The A's send A.J. Puck to the Marlins, and the and the A's receive J.J. Blade, Timmy. Back in the day, you know, we thought he could be something. It mm-hmm. just has not happened for him. I think he hit 167 last year with the Marlins. <laughs> yeah. Look, a little power. A smidge of speed, but he's always struggled to make really good contact. And A.J. Puck has never been able to stay healthy. Um, what, make some sense of this. Uh, hey, I Basically, what it says to me is that even though A.J. Puck was being supposedly was going to be stretched out this spring, mm-hmm. okay, in an effort to get him into the rotation, that isn't, isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. A.J. Puck isn't going to start in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, the A's were like, likely in a situation where they had to pay Puck more than minimum. Okay, so they'll put the money in the pocket from the Blade trade. Uh, it says to me that A.J. Puck could be a candidate for saves if he can stay healthy potentially in Miami. And it says to me nothing when it comes to J.J. Blade other than the fact that the Marlins have washed their hands of him and moved on. Yep. Uh, look, That's... I I actually, if if I were to take, pick a side, I have a little bit more confidence that the Marlins can get something out of uh, A.J. Puck than the Oakland Athletics can get out of J.J. Bleday. 
Yeah, I, I, I think if you want to grade the trade, yeah, the Marlins I think did better because I think there's some potential to get something. Yeah. Okay. I, when you look at the A's lineup, is Blade going to take a job from Ramon Laureano? No. Is he going to? If you know, they've got him penciled in as a left fielder. I, I'd be shocked. If he breaks camp with a job, I'd, I'd be well, totally, I mean, totally. You know, Ruiz is in center. Uh, give Ryan, Ryan Noda a shot. Ledmiz Diaz is there. Christian Pache. Like, I know they've, they've currently got uh, roster resource, currently has not penciled into left field. But w- when you're hitting 161, yeah, in the, with a in 20, the minors. 28, no, it was 161, I think, in, in 283 at-bats with, I'm going from memory, with Miami, and and he struck out 28% yeah. of the time. Yeah, yeah, 167 with five home runs, four stolen bases. Yeah. But, again, if, if you look at his minor league stats for last year, mm-hmm. he hit 228 at AAA. Yeah. Yeah, and he had his best home run year ever at, you know, with 19. He struck out 99 times in 302 at-bats. Mm-hmm. Stole a base. Yeah, I just don't. Hey, you know, you want to toss a dart at J.J. Blade? All the more power to you, but I won't be. No, I'm not I'm not doing it either. Yeah. I might toss a dart at, at Puck, though, just because the Marlins yep. are good at this. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure, Timmy, what the Oakland Athletics are good at anymore. Uh, living, uh, off, living off of the the yeah. the success they had 20 years ago it feels like so well they might be good at packing up and moving yeah maybe yeah. i don't know i don't know but you look at the, the marlins bullpen though and right now it's dylan floro and tanner scott who can never find home plate matt barnes and then aj puck so yeah i definitely take a flyer on puck yep i think so i, I kind of like dylan floro I've always mm-hmm. liked him. He, I thought he'd get a chance the last year out of the gate. He did not. They messed mm-hmm. with Tanner Scott for a while. He had some success for six weeks or so, Timmy. Then he turned into yeah. Tanner Scott at the end of the season, and they gave the job back to Floro. So yeah. I I don't know. Well, yeah, and you look at Tanner Scott, and, yeah, there's not a great arm. He's got a great yeah, arm. Yeah. Great arm. The stuff is excellent. Yeah. But, and here's the big but, uh, when you toss 62 and two-thirds innings and allow 46 walks, yeah. that's an issue. That's a problem. Yep. You know, if, hey, he struck out 90 in that, that 62 and two-thirds. That is great. His whip was 161. You just can't walk that many people and enjoy success in the big leagues. You nope. simply can't. Nope, that's why there could be an opportunity for Puck. So, right. uh, so that's that's the stuff as we had in. Not a lot of news going on. I Probably the biggest bummer for me was out because I know we've talked about yeah. him a lot. We talked, he made my top 100. I had hope for him getting a job, and I feel bad for him. Timmy, you know he's got to be disappointed that uh, he was probably thinking he'd get some significant playing time, and now he's going to have to scrap and fight for it. Yeah, I know some breaking news here, Rich. And this is this is. I'll let you guess the team, okay? Okay. Uh, uh, Kevin Plawecki. Oh, he uh, got signed by somebody. I saw. Yes. Uh, who was I? I forgot to me. I can't remember who. Pittsburgh Pirates. 
There we go. Big was it really? Yeah. Oh, I, I guess. I totally guess. Yeah. I just figured that's that makes total sense. Yeah. So let's let's not give Indy Rodriguez a chance. Great. Yeah. Let's let's screw screw around with a great 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 looking young player. Uh, the, the Pirates are doing everything in their possible power to annoy absolutely everybody. Did you see the news with G Man Troy? No. No, they refused. Uh, they refused to allow him to compete in the WBC. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah, because yeah. they 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 so have a chance to uh, to compete this year. Well, exactly. Ex- ex- you know, again, they refused him that opportunity, and they're haggling haggling over seven hundred and fifty thousand in an arbitration uh, in an arbitration situation. Man, the, the pirates can mess up anything. They really can. You know, it's a big deal for the Asian players to be able to compete for their home country. You know, there's, there's a lot of nas- national pride involved. And, they, you know, the Pirates just, they just did it again. Yep. They have the right to do it, yes. Uh, but when they're denying G-Man and Choi and the Angels are allowing Shoei Otani to partake, eh, yeah, there's a problem somewhere. I uh, I agree, Timmy. That I will say that the Plowecki news is it a is it a non is it a non uh, roster invite or did he did they sign him to a major league deal? Minor league contract with an invite. <clears throat> All right, well that's a little bit better because I really hope Timmy they give Indy Rodriguez. Yeah, they don't give him the Leover Perguera treatment of three games up this year. Yeah, they're they're saying it's it's a good signing and that. The clubhouse presence, and he should be a great mentor to Andy Rodriguez yeah. and Davis. Bev. Please. Yes. Yeah, please. Mm-hmm. Please. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, Timmy, with that bad news, let's take a break. Now I'm angry, <laughs> and we'll come back, and uh, I have some other news to share with you. Oh, looking forward to it. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. So you you mentioned the uh, 
the they were haggling. The pirates are haggling over seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for G-Man Choi. Is that what you said? Yeah. I, did you I did think... you did you read the news on Jason Adams? Jason with, Adams. No, I didn't. Why? What's happening? with He's Jason haggling Adams? with. He lost his. I can't. Did he? He's either lost or won his arbitration case uh, with the with the Tampa Bay Rays over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. One point five. One point five. I know. One point five versus one point two five, and the Rays could not find an answer there. That's just ridiculous. Well, yeah, you're going to drag somebody. You're going to drag somebody through the mud. Yeah, and that's yeah. what it is, Tim. You get dragged through. Yeah, his eight saves last year with a one fifty six ERA and a sub sub one WHIP, and they're haggling yeah. over two hundred fifty grand. For you yeah. know, uh, 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 actually, it's, yeah, it's two two hundred twenty grand. It was all right, whatever, whatever. I, yeah, I yeah. couldn't do the math very well in my head, but you know what I mean. It was, yeah, it's, it's that's, nothing. it's nothing. Not for these. Yeah, you know, they just. Uh, I think it was the athletic release. Some of the financials for the Houston Astros was yeah. it two thousand ten or something. Um, this was back before they were making money, Timmy, and they were mm-hmm. making money in two thousand ten, and the, the numbers were pretty pretty intense so you can only imagine little snippets that you get here and there of how much money these major league baseball teams are are making and they're haggling over 250 grants ridiculous well yeah and adam he saved eight games last year yeah with an era of 156 75 75 strikeouts a whip of 0.76 i think it was 17 75 and 17 walks if i'm not mistaken right yeah, and he won his hearing, so he's getting one point seven seven five million. Okay, he did win it. Okay, I knew. He, yeah. I, I, I all I focused on was how little they were fighting over. It's like yeah, you know. and they'll find a way to trade him before his second paycheck. <laughs> there you go. Jesus. There you go. Oh. All right, Timmy. Let's let's move on, my friend. Oh, I don't have your. Uh, let me bring. Oh, it's not third base. It's outfield. Let me bring up the spreadsheet. As I'm doing that, Timmy, you have put together the outfield. There are well over 150 names here. You did a marvelous job. I know how much work is involved in it, Tim. Uh, so I know our listeners thank you. I thank you. Wonderful job doing it. Thank you very much. Yeah, it, it's it's a handful. It really is. And uh, definitely as you start start going through the list, uh, you start seeing, you know, in your top 35, 40 players, yeah, there's a little bit here and a little bit of a discrepancy there. And after you get past 40, it becomes a whole lot in a hurry. Uh, I'm just looking at some of the numbers, uh, wondering what I was smoking when I put together this list. Oh, no, no. It's, uh, I, it's, I think it's, it's, it's pretty good up at the top. It's pretty good at the uh, But first, yeah, my, my first question to nice. you, 167 yeah. names. Yes. Two of those names were misspelled. Ooh, really? Any idea which two names? Oh, let me see here. I'm going to go with Yastrzemski. Nope. <laughs> It was and, first Leota Tavares. You had Leotis Tavares. You had an S on uh, Leotis. Okay. And then well, second name catch. was Brennan Davis. You have Brennan Davis. So uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, those were the only two out of 167 names. That's pretty good, Tim. 
Well, yeah, I can't pronounce. I can't pronounce them <laughs> without screwing up more than two. So I'll, I'll take that as a small victory. <laughs> it's funny when I was looking at Leotis Tavares, I I figured you just got the A's and the E's mixed up because I do that all the time, Timmy. I've, yeah, I've spelled his name a hundred times, and I stared at it. I go, no, there, it's that's the right way. And then I'm looking at it on, and if you see it's not fine, I'm going, why isn't it finding it? Then I saw the S. I'm going, why is there an S on Leotis? Yes. And then I was thinking it's probably Leotis Martin. Remember, he just resigned or surfaced, and I figured maybe that's where you got it from. So yeah, I, I think it's probably because of the way I pronounced it, and I didn't, uh, I didn't d- double check Tavares. Yeah, there you go. Tavares, the, the spelling was actually right. It was the S on Leota that got you. So anyway, so other than that, wonderful list, Tim. Uh, okay, I, I know we've talked about it at nauseum, but sometimes people are coming on new; they don't know. Give me your two or three minute uh, narrative on how you are approaching outfielder at the draft this year? Well, I I think when you look at my my narrative, and I'm just going off the top of my head, I think there are seven outfielders drafted in the first round. I think there's another three in the second. I think once you get down to, for the most part, your top 40, uh, there is a whole lot sitting in the middle with a whole lot of questions. And... uh, Personally, I'm going to be looking at getting one of those top 10 outfielders and trying to get two probably wow. in the first six rounds, five to six rounds. Uh, other than third base. Well, 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 hold on, hold on. You're not, that's never going to happen, Tim, because uh, you're right. The, there's uh, seven outfielders going in the first round, three going in the second round, and two going in the third round. So if you want to get one of the top ten, you got to get it in the third round. Uh, Actually, second round, according to the NFPC. Well, when I start looking at labor, I'm drafting in the two spot. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that gives me the opportunity to look with my first pick at ah, possibly Ronald Acuna mm-hmm. or Aaron Judge or Kyle Tucker. Yep. So that takes care of that. My second pick... Uh, I'm looking at Randy Rosarina. Oh, I, I totally get it. If you want two it's, top ten guys, let me repeat, Timmy. Yeah, you got to yeah. get them in the first three rounds. You can't. Yep. You can't oh, yeah. wait to the sixth round. Mm-mm. No. Uh, when you start looking at uh, round four, okay, you're looking at Cedric Mullins, Luis Robert, Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, you can move Corbin Carroll up if you. If you feel 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 it's warning, you could you can also look at Adolis Garcia being uh, you know moving him up based on what we've seen over the past couple of years from a power and speed. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, it, if you, I I would advise strongly against going late on outfielders. Mm-hmm. I think it will put you in a situation where you'll spend a good good part of the a good chunk of the year pulling your hair out. Yeah, I I think you'll have your hands full. I I simply, when I look at your top forty or so outfielders, after that, there there's a lot more questions than there are answers. And when you need five of them, yeah, that becomes that becomes a challenge. I totally agree with you, Tim. Uh, there's a lot of other deeper positions. Third base, we covered that last week. Third base is not deep. That's another area that you need to uh, pay attention to. But I'm going to say it to me, and I'm probably these are probably going to be words I will. I, I'm sorry I said p- 
pitching is deep, and you can get pitchers later. So just I I totally agree. I I think you can you can wait till the fourth fifth round, and you can still get a potential two hundred strikeout pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you wait till the fifth round to look at the outfield, you're going to get Corbin Carroll. Yeah. G. Oscar Hernandez. You look at the six, you're looking at Eloy, George Springer. You know, seventh round, you're looking at Buxton, O'Neill, Melendez. There is a significant drop-off in talent once you get through that first two, three rounds at outfielder. One of our listeners, uh, Jay, I believe. Was it Jay or something? No, no, no. It was Matt. Matt uh, Petrich, I believe. Yeah, okay. He tweeted tweeted out his – he was doing an NFBC draft and hold. Mm -hmm. And yep. he started off two starters, two really good starters, yeah. and a closer, Josh Hader. I remember that. And then yep. basically said, "Now what do I do?" <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> like, yeah, okay. like yeah. it's a chat. I mean, you got hey, you got great pitching, and that's interesting, right? Because yeah. you said, "Well, just go to the best hitters," which totally makes sense. But you can't like you, you've decided to go strong on pitching. Don't forget about pitching and all of a sudden wait to the 15th round to get your next pitcher because well, no, then yeah, you'll yeah. you'll dilute the strategy of going strong pitching. But he wound up with Adolis Garcia, O'Neill yep. Cruz, and oh, Gunnar Henderson. Gunnar Henderson, yeah. And solid look, picks. Solid picks, great picks. But, I mean, he sacrificed immediately batting average. And uh and that's yeah. that's what he's going to be chasing the rest of the draft is trying to figure out how he's going to make up for the batting average because Adolis Garcia, at best, is going to hit two forty two fifty. O'Neill yeah. Cruz, at best, is going to be two forty two fifty, and you can't you just don't know with Gunnar Henderson. Yeah, he could hit three hundred, but yeah. he's a rookie, so be careful with that. So that's that's what you yeah. get when you decide to wait on outfielders, and now he's in the sixth sixth pick, and he only has one outfielder. Yeah, he's going to have to look at, and I know the 0.0 is coming, but he's going to have to look at Yoshida possibly later on to help with his batting average. You as know, an, as might, an average guy, to, yeah. Yeah, he might have to look at Jeff McNeil. Zero yeah. point. Okay, Zero. and it's, he's going to have to be very careful how he maneuvers his way through his, you know, through the next set of bats because you, you can afford... You know, one or two low batting average types. But once you get into the four, five, and six, that becomes a problem. Yeah, you yep. just can't recover, and you're dooming yourself to a bottom third finishing batting average. Now, you can recover from that, and you can make it work. But again, anytime you put yourself in a little bit of a hole, it's, you know, those are points you're not going to get. Yeah, so, so I would be careful, Matt, and anybody else who goes three pitchers off the board in the first three picks, which again, that can definitely work. Don't ignore that strategy and just go all bats because all of a sudden you fill that out with Taiwan Walker and, uh, you know, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. And all of a sudden you negate a lot of the goodness of those first three picks. Try to get maybe a Tristan McKenzie or George Springer or uh, George Kirby, uh, maybe a Hunter Green, somebody like that. That's got huge upside as your, your third guy. So you feel good about your pitching, heavy pitching strategy. Well, yeah, throwing, throwing away a pitching strategy by ignoring it is not the answer either. Yeah, I totally agree. It was a good point you raised. So, I think Tim is absolutely right. I know we've talked a lot about this. Outfield is lighter than you think. 
I know what you're thinking out there as you're listening to this podcast. Wilson, McLeod, I, it seems like everybody that comes up from the minor leagues is an outfielder. And that's typically correct. I mean, more outfielders kind of come up as late season pickups or it seems like guys blow up and they're outfielders. I get all that. But you don't want to play that game. You want to make sure you get at least three solid outfielders. Totally agree. Yeah, I if I leave a, a draft without three solid outfielders, I'm I'm a little on the uncomfortable side. Timmy, let's take a break, get back, and start going through this list. Sounds good. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Sometimes I think it's better when we argue. Well, we're always in violent agreement. It's more boring. Like on Josh Young, a star, not star. I thought that was fantastic. 15 minutes arguing about that. It's just great. But Yeah. uh, (laughs) I I think an argument is good if there are valid reasons and points for it. An argument for the sake of arguing is just anarchy. Anarchy is not good, right? (laughs) That's true. That's true. I can't wait to have the conversation on Josh Young at the end of the season. Was he a starter? We're probably still going to disagree. <laughs> so, but we'll see. The one that concerns me is Cody Senga. That, that one has the potential to get ugly oh, in, that's, uh, on my on my side of the fence. I've I've got a hundred percent risk there. I got everything to lose. You have everything to lose. Much that's to gain. Hey, you'll get an boy, but who cares? I mean the yeah, the, yeah. the oh, downside the shit, risk I, the shit is I can get myself into is exactly. Off the it's not worth it because <laughs> the attaboy is like, well, see, I knew. And you're like, yeah, I told you. Like, yeah, you told us. Yeah. Good for you. But the yeah. the downside yeah. is enormous. I mean, it's just. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we're talking Empire State Building versus the three-story apartment behind your house. So a- you exactly. Know. All right, Timmy, let's go. Let's. Uh, uh, your first five picks is Ronald man. Acuna, Aaron Judge, Kyle Tucker, Julio Rodriguez, and Juan Soto. Look, you, you you pushed Julio Rodriguez from where he was. I think he was going to NFBC as the second uh, outfielder. You pushed him down too. But essentially, the top five were the top five. 
Well, you're looking at taking. Uh, yeah, I pushed him down two slots, so he's gone from second to to fourth, mm-hmm. all within a pick of each other. Yep. So, yeah, I, I don't have any problems if you want to take Julio Rodriguez at number two. Personally, I'll take Kyle Tucker ahead of him because I think it's a safer pick. The fact that Julio Rodriguez stole a lot of bases when he wasn't hitting well at the beginning of the year. I think he had nine or ten in April before he, even hit, before he hit his first home run. Uh, I just have trouble when I look. I think he stole four in the second half. How much does he run? I think Kyle Tucker is going to run to the tune of 15 to 20 stolen bases. <clears throat> and I think it's a relatively safe number. Julio Rodriguez, I'm just not so sure. So that's gonna, why I've done what I've done. I'm going to make the argument, Tim, and you, you tell me I'm, I'm smoking something. Out of those smoking fir- something. Oh, sorry. Out, of those, <laughs> out of those first five guys, you can actually argue that Kyle Tucker might be the safest of all five. And let me explain why. Kyle Tucker has not done it for two seasons. Uh, he plays in a great lineup unless he gets hurt. I, I think he can plug in the numbers you plugged in last year. Uh, Ronald Acuna, Tim, look, I mean, he's coming back from an injury. Let's hope he's totally healthy and everything is good. But, I mean, last year was tough. I mean, you owned him. I mean, you know what it was yeah. like. It was tough. Aaron Judge, to think that Aaron Judge is going to repeat what he did last season, Timmy, you, you cannot do that. You just can't. And that was uh, potentially a historic season. Uh, and I don't think it would surprise anybody if he does 60 to 70 percent of that and gets hurt. All right. Because he's a big dude. Uh, Julio yeah. Rodriguez, we talked about it at Nauseam. Great young player, one of the best young players in the game. But he didn't run in the second half. Um, you hope he's going to get better, but sometimes people don't. And Juan Soto was not Juan Soto. Is this the new normal with Juan Soto, or is Juan yeah. Soto going to get better? So all of these guys, to me, have questions. Kyle Tucker is like one of the ones that doesn't. So mm-hmm. you got to take Ronald Acuna first. Yeah. But you can make the argument that Kyle Tucker is the next guy on the list. Well, yeah. I, I can't disagree with anything you just said. If you're looking at a safe floor I think Tucker has the safest floor of that top five yeah yeah no problems here yep but not the highest ceiling of the four I mean Ronald Acuna's got the highest ceiling probably followed by Julio Rodriguez and you can Mm -hmm. maybe even argue that J-Rod's ceiling is higher than Acuna though it's a tough one to do and Juan Soto is just a wild card Timmy I mean help me with that I, I really can't he walked a ton yeah, he you know he had his lowest OBP of his career and it was 388. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. dear lord, 388 is is considered a bad year. Yeah, I there's nothing I can say. I mean, Except he is he I is going to be back in San Diego. He's starting yeah. the season there. Yeah. You know, the four big guys are all yucking it up at the mm-hmm. at the fan fest. They all seem happy. Yeah. They all are talking the right things you want them to say. So everything yeah. feels like it's going to be good. If you told me that Juan Soto was the number one pick in our game next year right now, I I wouldn't argue with you. No, I he wouldn't argue be. with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Could yeah. Yep. Could have a massive season, but it's not a big home run park, right? So he mm. does have that going against him, but he plays in I don't know, best one of the top three offensive teams in the game. Yeah. On paper, at least. Yeah. No, it's everything is set up for him to have a monster season and bounce back. Yeah. So I don't know, Tim. I think it's tough, whichever way you want to 
I think Acuna has to go first, but the other three, boy, you can really, it depends on your preference. Yeah, I'm sort of looking at labor. I've got the second pick. And if Acuna goes off the board first, there's a good chance I might take Tucker. Yeah. I mean, you could. is it an on-base percentage league or a batting average league? Batting average. Okay. If it was an on-base percentage league, Soto would be a, definitely in play there, I would think. I think we've lost Tim. Tim, you there? Uh, I'm there, yeah. Just yeah. a quick in-out. Okay. Uh, but what do you think about that? Soto is possibly in a on-base percentage league going second. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to argue on 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 the first on the first five. Remembering, of course, that you got to wait a long ways to get back for your second pick. If I could find a way to secure my stolen bases with with a pick in the top five, I'm leaning towards doing exactly that because you know the rest of the big stolen base guys or a lot of them, are going to disappear off the board before you get your next kick at the can. So you so, would, so if, if Acuna's not there, you would take Kyle Tucker over Jose Ramirez and Trey Turner? Correct. Interesting. Is that because he's, the, he's an outfielder? Because he's an outfielder. I'll give him the edge on that one. I could look at Jose Ramirez at third base. But Jose Ramirez is getting a little bit older. Tucker's only, what, 27? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah it's I feel a little sure. bit more comfortable in the 15, 15 to 20 stolen bases from Tucker than I do. At some point in time, Jose Ramirez is not going to run as much as he did the year mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be this year, but again, I just like the safe floor from Tucker. Yeah, I mean, I, I've actually, I don't think I've ever rostered him. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's very, very good. The the. The little um, hitch he had in his swing is long gone. It's it's all yeah. good. And look, I, I I think Julio Rodriguez could also be the number one consensus sure. number one pick next season for sure. And if he could go thirty thirty, <laughs> he could. Uh, yeah. and if you're all in on Julio Rodriguez, everybody, go for it. I mean, that's yeah. uh, you know, I Tim and I are playing a little bit more conservative, and uh, and I think Aaron Judge is. I mean, he's a very conservative pick as well. But I I just think one year. The injuries are going to start to mount, and I don't know. It, it bothers me. The big contract and the big season last year, it just doesn't – I've seen this movie before, and it sometimes plays out very poorly for Aaron Judge, guys like Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, Timmy, 6 through 10, still really good players here. Jordan Alvarez at 6. Congratulations. I think it's a great – Great slot there. Fernando Tatis Jr., you like him one better than the MPC, where he's going. Mookie Betts, uh, you got them flip-flop. Michael Trout and Randy Arozarena. Anything else to say about Jordan Alvarez? No, I think he's one of these years he's going to hit 40 home runs, and I think it could very well be this year. If you're looking for pure power, he's one of the best in the game. With great RBI opportunities, high runs scored. B.A., on base, all that. Hey, he's just, the yes. only thing he doesn't provide is speed. Yep, and that's a good thing. We don't want him running, do we? Nope. Uh, Tim, the biblical proportion comes in on Fernando Tatis. It was a terrible mm. season last year. I mean, yes. you and the NFBC are saying, no worries, it's all it's all good. 
and he's going to miss the first three weeks of the season. Well, I'm not saying no worries. Well, your uh, ranking is you got him in as a, basically an early second-round pick. Yeah, I don't think you can ignore the potential from Fernando Tatis Jr. It, you just can't. look. You, all you have to do is look at the numbers he's produced. And, yeah, it, 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 had he played all last year, had he not gone through the motor, motorcycle and PED thing, I think we'd be talking about Fernando Tatis as the number one player in the game and the best player in the outfield mm-hmm. heading into this year. So, yeah, he has been downgraded. And I think this year will go a long way in determining his status moving forward. He really needs to have his head in the game. He needs to have a big year. And he's capable of doing it. We've seen him do it in the past. At the same point in time, I'm exercising some caution and moving him down the board a little bit. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna. I think it's a pass for me, Tim. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll take somebody else. I'll, I'll take Mookie yeah. Betts over him. I'll probably I'll probably take a lot of guys. I just don't I don't want yeah. to deal with it. I don't want to deal with trying no. to find a replacement for the first two or three weeks. Yeah. I don't. I mean, how long has he been on PEDs, Tim? I mean, mm-hmm. was it was it a one time offense? I doubt it. I mean, how long has he been on it? We don't know. I mean, this, we don't this, know. No. Yeah, I mean, in I, you know, I don't know. It, it bothers me. He's never been a great. Uh, control you know never a a guy that uh walk not walks on what's right he swings and misses too much so there's always that he's going to be a little rusty has to be well so, yeah he, he hasn't he hasn't played in two years yep i don't know yeah it's hey the rewards could be off the charts good mm-hmm. the other thing to take into consideration is he's probably not going to be playing very much in the middle infield he's going to be in the outfield this year oh yeah yeah for sure yeah is going to be at shortstop Mm-hmm. Well, and let's see how Tatis Jr. adapts to that change of position. Michael Trout is, uh, I'm assuming he's being discounted as well by you and the NFPC, middle of the second round. I mean, uh, I, I, I don't know the difference between Jordan Alvarez and Michael Trout. I mean, isn't it the same production guy? Great batting average, great on-base percentage, and a kid that can hit 40 home runs. Yeah, the the only reason that I'm discounting Mike Trout is he missed a month last year. Mm-hmm. And he he has a chronic back condition. Yep. Cost of vertebral dysfunction. And it's chronic. It's not going away. But at the same point in time, it didn't bother him for the last four months of the year. He had 40 home runs last year. Third time he's done it. Yeah, came, and when he came back, he was fine, Tony. He didn't... Everything he, is... Yeah. Yeah. But is he going to miss another month this year? See, I... I could, he, I, could, he, could he miss more? Could he miss less? There's there's questions there. And I think there's more questions right now with Mike Trout than there is with your Dan Alvarez. I agree. I think there's... I feel better about Michael Trout than I do Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. Do I want to have yeah. the stolen bases that Tatis Jr. provides? Absolutely 100%. Right. Yep. But I, I just think Michael Trout is 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 a lower-risk pick, even with the back issues in the Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, I think you can argue that point. Yeah. It is for me. That's yeah, I, I, from, the neck, from the neck up, Fernando Tatis has got some, he's got some growing up to do. Yeah. Mike Trout, you take that right out of the equation. Yep. yep. Yeah, Mike Trout isn't playing. It's because he is 
he loves the game. Yep. Yep. Hopefully he, yep. he's, he gets, uh, uh, goes to the Super Bowl tonight, and, and then we're done, and he can get back to playing baseball. And then at number 10, Randy Arozarena. I took him in my NFBC draft and hold very proudly. You've drafted him, I think, somewhere. Was it our Gladiator yes, I League? I, 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 I'm kind of all in on Randy Arozarena. I'm kind of the John Dean school of, of uh, Randy Arozarena here. I think he is underrated. Well, not many, not many players have gone twenty twenty in the past two seasons. Total of three. He's one of those three. Again, I, I, I think if you're looking at a safe floor, he provides it. Who are the other two? Who are the other two? Uh, Kyle Tucker was one. Uh, no, it wasn't Tucker. It was Ramirez and who? Oh, Jose Ramirez. Yeah. Yeah, Jose Ramirez. He's done it, I think, four years in a row now. Brandon Belt? Yeah. Close. close. He just, <laughs> just missed it on the stolen base total. <laughs> okay. Adolis Garcia. Uh, How about Adolis Garcia? That's got to be close. That's, that, I was going to say that would uh, – that would that – would, that could be one. I will tell you in a second. Maybe a 19 stolen bases that uh, – not last year, the year before last. He definitely went 20, 2020 last year. So yeah, there's not a not a whole lot of players that have accomplished that feat, though. Yeah. And uh, if you're looking for safe floor, uh, it's pretty hard to beat, isn't it? It is. I mean, look to me, it's it's not a model batting average. I mean, he's not going to hit be a 300 hitter, but he should be 250, 260, and you just have to know that when you grab him early. But there's speed and power there, and I think there's more power in the tank as well. Yeah, I. My favorite, uh, my favorite draft this year uh, is one in which I ended up with Acuna, a Rosarina, and Dalton Varsho was my first three picks. That was that Dynasty League uh, mock draft you did. Yeah, I think there's another one as well where I managed uh, managed to pull that feed off. Uh, it, uh, I, I like that team a lot. Power stolen bases. Trey Turner's the other guy. Oh, of I course. Believe. Maybe of course. it's Trey Turner. Yeah. I have to look it up. Oh, he, he's, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a break as Tim looks that up. You should have that information at your fingertips, Tim. Come on. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You have all heard the docking of uh, Tim McLeod's Bay, not having the other two names at his fingertips. <sighs> oh, I'm going. I'm going back to an analysis I did here. Let me. Let me just see. You know, if you uh, get your pay, Doc Timmy, that means you owe me money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take a check. Yeah, yeah it, was exactly. Trey, it was Trey Turner, and it was the uh, the one league I'm in with uh, a couple toad friends. It's uh, and I drafted Acuna. Rose Arena and Varsha with my first three picks. I also did the same thing in another league as, as well. This one I really like. We're playing it out. It's a hundred buck entry. My fourth and fifth picks were Shane Bieber and Julio Urias. I definitely remember this uh, yeah. this draft that you talked to us about. That's a that's strong five picks. Good for you. You yeah. picked num- I think you picked one. You were in the one yes, slot, right? Yep, yeah, yes. yep, yep, for sure. Okay, Timmy, let's do uh, let's do the next uh, swath here. Uh, Dalton Farshow at eleven. Uh, you like him one better than the NFC. Michael Harris two less than the NFC. Cedric Mullins at thirteen. Luis Roberts at fourteen. And Kyle Schwarber. We've talked a little bit about Michael Harris. I'm kind of with you on this. A little concerned, Tim, uh, that he's going to be able to duplicate what he did last year. Uh, a little bit of lack of plate discipline at the plate, a little bit too much swing and miss in his game. Uh, I'm not so sure, but I, I kind of like that you've discounted him a little bit. Yeah, basically what I did was I moved Rosarina and Varsho up a spot, moving yeah. Harris down too. Uh, I don't know how you can argue about a Rosarina from a safe pick perspective. Dalton Varsho, uh, I got to have him ahead of Harris. I Moving into that new park with that short power alley in right center, I think is only going to do good things for Dalton Farshaw. And it's not that I don't like Michael Harris. I do. I, uh, except, you know, you're looking. He was 21 last year. Came up mm-hmm. a home run short of 2020. It was a great year. If I have a choice between the three, I'm going to go with a Rosarina and Varshaw. I just think they're safer picks. I agree. Uh, again, Rosarina and Varsho's ADPs are sitting at 39 and change, and Michael Harris is sitting at 28. So basically what you're telling people is you're not going to draft Michael Harris. No, I'm not. Yep. No. If I've got a pick in the top three in the draft, uh, I want to make sure my second and third picks are are going to be fairly safe. Uh, I'll, t- I'll, play, I'll play the you know, toss my hot hat into the wind in the teen rounds, but I won't be, I won't be doing it early. I think pick number 13, rank 13, Cedric Mullins is assuming this, this uh, platoon split is not a thing. It's a pretty, pretty safe pick now. Yeah, I think it is too. And again, I've basically flip flopped Robert and Mullins and there's a reason for it. We've now seen two really good years from Cedric Mullins. Mm Mm-hmm. We haven't from Luis Robert, have we? Yeah, Robert hasn't just hasn't played, Tim. I mean, well, yeah, uh, he he hasn't. And hey, you know what? The the upside potential is all with Robert. Yep. 
but we still haven't seen it. Yeah, I've, I've seen that guy played live in, in Charlotte, man. I, I saw him. Oh, it's a beautiful athlete, just yeah, graceful in the outfield, tremendous bat speed, can fly. Mm. It's all there. And the guy, yeah. the guy can just stay healthy. Well, that's it. And right now, Mullins over the past two years has. Yeah, Robert hasn't. So that's that's my that's my reasoning. Number fifteen is Kyle Schwarber. That's another low risk guy, Tim. I mean, there's no speed there, but it's 35 for 40 home run power, huge on base percentage, and a low batting average. Is exactly you know when you draft him what you're getting, and there's a lot of value in that. Yeah, there there is. Uh, you don't have to worry about him struggling to get to a 260 batting average. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, 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 you're buying. You're buying exactly what you're buying, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you know your param. You know you you know the parameters are clear as clear as a bell, right? Yep, and you're going to get a ton of home runs. He's going to bat lead off, so you're going to hit a lot of runs because you're going to base a lot. And you know exactly what you're getting, and yeah. I think that's why there's some value, a lot more value with Kyle Schwarber than you might think as you're going through the draft uh, draft table there. Uh, okay, number sixteen, Timmy is Corbin Carroll. Seventeen, my buddy Adolis Garcia, Eloy Jimenez. George Springer, and then Teoscar Hernandez. Uh, Corbin Carroll, you love you some Corbin Carroll this season. Uh, he could be very easily a top 10 pick heading into next year. Mm-hmm. The upside is such. And I, I think if you look at a floor, is a, is a floor of 10 home runs, 20 stolen bases, and a 260 batting average, is that reasonable? The guy's a 70 runner, so I'd be disappointed if he doesn't steal more than 20 bases. But, yeah. But, yeah. It's a decent floor, in other words. I, I Yeah. I, I There's going to be stolen bases, Timmy. I mean, and mm. I think he hits at least 260, so I think you're right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and basically what I said, he's for the 2023 NL Rookie of the Year, and his current 74 ADP reflects it. Pay the price. You'll earn it. It's, yep. That's where I'm at with Carmen Carroll. I love Adolis Garcia, Timmy. Look, he's he's not going to hit more than 250, but it's it's probably another 2020 season unless he gets hurt. Yeah, and hey, again, is it fair to say Adolis Garcia and Kyle Schwarber are a lot alike in different categories, but they're a lot alike. I think I think you can count on the 2020 and you know, batting average, well, take what you get, right? Yeah, you just hope that, you know, that he doesn't hit 220, but and there's always a chance, Timmy. There's absolutely a chance mm-hmm. he does that. Sure. But I have sure to tell is. you, that being a and I am a Adolis Garcia apologist. So I mm-hmm. I've had him for his career in Dynasty League, which is again only two seasons. But it is once you have him on your roster, you really begin to appreciate him because he's doing something nearly every game. Well, yeah, and that's what I put in my narrative. I said, ignore the batting average and smile every time you look at the morning box scores as Garcia fills the other four categories. Yep. And I think he'll continue to do that. Like I said, you know, there might be a lot of one for fours in there, the odd over, but, man, there's going to be runs scored, there's going to be home runs, there's going to be stolen bases, RBIs. Yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, he's fun to watch, too. Yeah. Eloy Jimenez, Timmy, that's another guy. It just cannot stay healthy. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he spends the bulk of his time in the DH role. He should come with a uh, with a roll of bubble wrap, maybe two. Yeah, I mean, got to got to got to keep him got to keep him off the. He 
Got to keep him off the field. It's good for Luis Robert, too, when he's not in the outfield because then Robert doesn't have to cover two positions, right? Eloy Jimenez could be as good as Jordan Alvarez. I firmly I believe agree. that. It's totally just, agree. you know, I'm with Tim. You, you got to have him spending, if not all of his time at DH, most of his time at DH, and uh-huh. just let him go up and hit and say, hit with power, don't run hard, and, and try to stay healthy. He will. He should never get benched for not running out a single to first. I yeah, totally, it, totally agree with it, Timmy. Same with yeah. Jordan Alvarez. These certain guys, it's like, you know, yeah. what are you trying to prove? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, know, you, you can't work real well with one hamstring, right? <laughs> exactly. George Springer uh, coming in at 19. Timmy, I, I, had, I have George Springer in a couple of dynasty leagues, and I traded him. Somebody mm-hmm. offered one at my George Springer. What is he, 32, 33? Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. <clears throat> I have a very good team. Uh, they wanted my George Springer and offered me up Vinny Pasquantino, and I took yeah. it. Sure. I, that seems like a fair trade. Uh, I thought it was a trade. very fair yeah. trade, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. I think Vinny Pasquantino, and I haven't. it's my first time yeah. having him on the roster. I was very excited about getting him. Yeah. And he's eight years younger than, uh, than mm-hmm. George Springer, so I decided to dip into it. Take the risk of Pasquantina because there's definitely risk. And George Springer, again, another guy, if he can stay healthy, he's money in the bank. Yeah, and uh, again, even when he's not healthy, it just seems like Springer's always nicked up. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's always something. But even with all that something, at the end of the year, there's still good numbers coming out of him. Okay, he's never missed enough time recently that, you know, it hasn't been there. So, yeah, the there's definitely some health concerns with George Springer, but he's still one of the best leadoff get bats in the game, and he plays in a really strong lineup in Toronto. So, yeah, there's a lot to like with George Springer, even with the you know the obvious health concerns. I'm still uncomfortable with seeing Teoscar Hernandez's name associated with Seattle, Timmy. It hasn't yeah, set in yet. Yeah, I'm you know getting the getting the Jays feed up here. And all of their all of their games, it's gonna it's gonna be different to see him not patrolling uh, the outfield. But uh, again, Teoscar is a good, but not great outfielder at this stage of his career, mm-hmm. at least in my opinion. You know, he's heading into his age thirty one season, and if if you look at the career numbers, yeah, you know, twenty two homers, twenty six. 32, he's coming off a 25 home run season, missed missed a little bit of time, 32 home runs. I, I think he's a fairly safe pick to plug in for 25 to 30 home runs and 80, 90 RBIs. Like a, almost like a healthy Mitch Hanniger. Is that a good comp? Uh, I'd hope he'd do a little bit more than Mitch Hanniger, but okay, I'll, I'll buy that. How many seasons has T. Oscar in his career bested 80 RBIs? Um, zero. One. One. That monster season in 2021, he had 116. His next best season after that was 77 RBIs, mm, followed by was... 65, 57. Yeah, yeah I mean, like I said, I yeah, think you, he's... 2021, you said, he had, a, had 116 RBIs? Yeah, that was his so That was two years ago. So last year he did... Yeah. How many did he do last year? 77? Yeah, 77 RBIs. 25 home runs, 77 RBIs. 71 runs scored. 267 batting average. 
Yeah, but the 77, I mean, you, the, you put 77 and 116, you could probably split those down the middle. I mean, that's a lot of randomness in that because he still was showing the power. It's just, I mean, he was in a good Jays lineup, and he probably just right. didn't have the opportunity to drive in guys. So. Yeah, he only he only had 49 less at-bats last year than he did in his monster season. Yeah, but the, maybe the guys weren't on on base. Yeah. Maybe Vlad yeah. Jr. had the better season last right. year. So if the guys aren't on on base to drive in, I mean, you're not going to hit There's a lot RBIs. of solo home runs in there. How's that? Yeah, yeah. So, Timmy, uh, let's take a, a break. We're going to do one more segment, and then we are going to cut this show and uh, do another one. Sounds good. Already had an hour. Ooh. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Coming in at number 21 is Starling Marte. He just keeps doing it. Byron Buxton at 22. We can spend 20 minutes talking about him. Tyler <laughs> O'Neill, 23. MJ Melendez at 24. Brian Reynolds at 25. Tim's buddy, Seiyu Suzuki at 26. My buddy, Stephen Kwan at 27. Tim's got some explaining to do with t- number 28 and Whit Merrifield at uh, 28. Nick Castellanos at 29. And Anthony Santander at number 30. Timmy, Tommy brought Byron Bucks. I, I, let me read your... One of these years, he'll stay healthy and produce a monster season. Who am I kidding? Take the 300 to 400 bats and have a replacement player ready, and you'll be happy with the results. Yeah, okay. That's well I said. I think it's fair. Yeah, <laughs> That's well said. <laughs> yeah. it, it is what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Every year, there's going to be somebody that bets on Byron Buxton to get in 500 bats. Okay. He hasn't done it yet. One of these yeah. years, he might do it. I know I won't have him on any of my teams when he does it. It's uh, that ship has sailed for me. I, the, I just don't want to deal with that frustration. And hey, it, it's hey, if if you can if you can deal with the three three to four hundred bats, good for you. I can't. In a uh, dynasty league, Timmy, I think you'll remember no. this trade. I, I had Byron, but I had a punt. I had a 
since he was drafted. And right. somebody offered me straight up Ozzy Albies for Byron Buxton. And yep. I'm just like I, I I have to do that. I mean, it's like you, you as do. much as as much as any season, Byron Buxton could be the best player in baseball. But I'm I'm almost like Tim said it best. Who are we kidding? <laughs> That's yeah. not going to happen. Just yeah. just accept the three to four hundred at bats and take what comes with that and be happy okay. with it. Yeah, I could have started my bold product predictions on Byron Buxton. Okay, in his second year, and I could make it every year, couldn't I? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to stay healthy. There's my bold predict- prediction. And I could make that prediction until the day he retires and never get it right. I Something tells me if, if I'm leading the Minnesota Twins, mm-hmm. I'm moving him out of center field. I might even move him to first base, Timmy. I know that sounds yes. stupid, but ah. I've invested a, a bucket of money in this guy. It's a $100 million player. He's yep. my, besides Carlos Correa, he's my most expensive asset on my team. And he can't stay healthy. And it seems like more times than not, he gets hurt in the outfield. It's like, put him somewhere that he can stay healthy. I, I'm not sure that's a dumb idea. I I don't think it is. I You know, I just I just dropped in on Byron Buxton, okay, on uh, Roto World. Mm-hmm. Uh, first headline I see, Twins outfielder Byron Buxton told reporters on Friday that he's been cleared to resume running. The <laughs> second num- highlight I see is Byron Buxton underwent arthroscopic surgery Tuesday on his right knee. The third one is Byron Buxton is set to undergo season-ending <laughs> knee surgery on Tuesday. Uh, come on, do I need to, you don't need to say more, do you? I know. It's a sh- It's a shame, but... At this stage of the game, it is what it is, right? <laughs> yeah, I get my point. I don't, want, I don't want to dominate the conversation here, but it's yeah. like we've seen him run into walls. We've seen him just tear tear himself up, and it's it's like, yeah, I know there's more value. Defense counts, I know, when you're doing contracts, but it doesn't mean anything if the guy's sitting on the bench because he's hurt. Mm-hmm. And at some point, somebody's going to have to figure that out and just you know, start to take one. You know, get him some rest, Timmy, because it's just not—it's not happening. It's, he's been in the league for six, seven years now. Uh he made his debut. Let me just see here. He made his debut in 2015. Yeah, so so we're this is eighth season coming up. Right. How many times has he bested 400 at bats? I'm gonna say once. You are correct. Back in 2017. 17. That was yes. five years ago. How many times has he bested 300 at bats? Once so last the, year. Wait a minute. So, so, so twice because the 400. Twice, yeah. The okay, you're right. Okay, right. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. So he's been in the league for seven years, and he's bested 300 at bats twice. Yes, that is correct. And heading into 2023. He has one, two, three, four, five, six years left on his contract, and he is being paid fifteen point one four million for each of the next six years. That just simply emphasizes your point. Yeah. Get him someplace where he can play, right? Yeah, absolutely, Tim. Um, yeah. There's ninety million, ninety million bucks sitting there. Okay. Yeah. 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 Reduce, reduce the risk. And you're getting two hundred and you're getting two hundred. X, you're getting like 250, 275 at bats. That's crazy. So that's half of the season he should be paying. So that 15 million, he's really a 30 million dollar player. That's what he's really costing you, right? Because you're only getting half production out of him. So well, yeah, 235 at bats in 2021, mm-hmm. 130 in 2020. 
Good year. That's a weird season. Yeah, it's the weird year. 2019, 271. 2018, 90. 2016, 298. 2015, 129. Yeah. Yeah, so that 2-ish, 270, 290 feels about a normal season. Yeah. Yeah. Half a year. Yep, that's the median there. All right, guys, so uh, we've given – that's enough about Byron Buxton. So. <laughs> we've we've beat that one to death, I think. Yeah, I've, I've never rostered Brian Reynolds, Tammy. Tell me why I've never rostered Brian Reynolds. I don't, uh, even, I don't even think about him. pirate? Yeah, I don't even think about yeah, him. It's, yeah, and again, I've, I've downshifted a little bit on Reynolds because he's still in Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, where are the RBI opportunities in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Well, he could have a chance to drive in Indy. Indy right. Oh, wait a minute. He'll be on the bench because of Kevin Lewicki. Lewicki. Yeah. yeah. That's, oh, oh, oh uh, something, no. O'Neill Cruz, oh, no. He'll be striking out. No, he won't be on base. <laughs> so. Well, and, you know, if, you, if you look at Brian Reynolds, he had a really great 2021. 24 homers, 90 RBIs. It was, it was a really good year. Walked a ton, 75 times. You know, the walks, 56 last year. We did the strikeouts jumped up to 141 last year. The OBP dropped from 21 to 22, from 390 to 345. He'll still steal you five to eight bases and hit 25 to 30 home runs. Uh, you know, there's only really been two years that you'd want to have rostered Brian Reynolds, and it's the past two. And, yeah, he's okay, but he's not somebody that leaps out at me either. Actually, he's a player that this year I'm, I'm just not interested in at all as long as he's in Pittsburgh. Isn't Starling Marte, didn't he have off-season surgery or something like that? Why do I think that? Uh, because I think he did, yeah. He, he's been he's been a little bit on the nicked-up side off and on all last year. Uh, let me just see. Does that give you pause for concern? Uh, well, the, yeah, he had uh, core surgery. Oh. But they're saying he's going to be a go, and now the Mets are saying they're in wait-and-see mode. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I remember reading. Yeah, yeah, he had ab- abdomen surgery. Well, he, you know, he's heading into his age thirty-five season. Mm-hmm. Okay, last year, uh, four hundred sixty-six at bats. He only stole eighteen bases. He got caught nine times. Now, I'm not saying his days of being a twenty-plus stolen base type outfielder are finished, but the risk with each and every passing year is exponentially higher. So I'm I'm downshifting a little bit on Marte simply because of the off-season surgery is one. And I just don't know as he ages if he's going to continue to steal at 30 bases every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's risk. And he's a player that I'll probably be passing on. I, I passed on him. Uh I was more concerned about the surgery and the age, just like you were. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you've used the word mulligan next to Seiyu Suzuki's name. Tell us, uh, do you eat a little bit of crow from last year, Tim? He was supposed to be Babe Ruth, and he was not. Yeah, it, 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 he zero was he was nicked point. Up. He missed a pile of time. Zero. His, uh, when his wife uh, delivered their child, it, it was just yeah. It was in spurts. I saw enough. Wait, but you're you're blaming the bad season on his wife having a child? Come on, McLeod. No. Yeah, like that shit. <laughs> that was three timing. <laughs> that was on. three three to get two or three days off. That's cost him the off season. He was off for almost a month because of that. Uh, okay, was he real? I, 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 you making that up? I he wasn't off for a month for birth of his child, was he? 
Uh, he was off long enough that he got him registered for college. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, look, I, I'm rooting for him. He was off. Seven. He was off for a while. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree two, with you. Weeks, I mean, I, two, three I agree weeks, with. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. I agree with your notes, Tim. I mean, uh, I mean, he looked good in burst. If you recall, I mean, he looked like the best player in baseball in, in April last season. Yeah. And then, and then it just, he just was blah. Just wasn't very good after that. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, it was not. It was not the year I was expecting. And I think based on everything I've seen, I think, I think he can be better than that. Just the opposite is your next guy, Stephen Kwan. And both of these are going chalk. Where are they going yep. in the NFBC? And Stephen Kwan got better as the season wore on. Yeah, he did. And you know what? What I like about Kwan, and we've discussed him numerous times, is he does exactly what the Guardians need, need yep. and want mm-hmm. in that leadoff role. You know, mm-hmm. he, he walked more than he struck out last year. He'll get you the odd home run. I don't think he's a 20 stolen base type, but I think he's 15, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 12 to 15, he should score 100 runs. Great, uh, great hit tool. Yeah, he's just a he's just a nice little player all around. I, I like Stephen Kwan. I have him in a dynasty league. I mean, I think I'll, I'll repeat this, and I I try to try to move him at uh, you know in, after his hot start. Mm-hmm. It's the right thing to do, right? And I and no, no not even a trade offer to him. I mean, nobody <laughs> was nobody was believe him. And then when he started building upon that early success and getting better and better, I didn't want to move him, Tim. He was too valuable for that team. Well, yeah, all of a sudden he went from being, well, I got him and he's okay. Yeah. To yeah, no, he's an integral part of my team. There, there's a big difference mm-hmm. there, and yeah, you're not moving Stephen Kwan in a hurry. No. It's got to be an offer that's really, really enticing. And he's not the type of player that you get enticing offers for. Yep. So there's something as as a stock trader, Tim, you know, I do that's part of one of my hobbies. What Mm -hmm. a lot of people make the mistake is they see you you invest in a stock and it goes down. The tendency when that stock goes down is you start to buy more shares of it because you couldn't have been wrong in this this stock so you're going to yeah. double down and buy more of it more yeah, times than sure. not it keeps going down and the reverse <laughs> is the is absolutely true all of a sudden you start to see a stock go up and you go well let me take my profits and get out of it well more yeah. times than not it keeps going up right so the notion is and it's counterintuitive you actually bet on winners and you actually cut your losses on your losers and you get out that's how you like risk mitigate everything and i think the same same thing is true in fantasy baseball is sometimes you go how could i have been wrong fill in the blank player and you just you dig your heels in and go i know this guy's going to turn it around when you should be cutting him and dumping him and guys like steven kwan were Mm -hmm. You know, he got off to a hot start. Well, maybe he's really good, you know, yeah, and all, yeah. particularly when all the, the data suggests that the hit tool is for real. So I just kind of throw that out there as I don't know why, but just because yeah. I was thinking of. It. <laughs> so. Well, I, and, and, you know, hey, that's the perfect <laughs> ar- argument for people that drafted Byron Buxton. Okay. Ten that's years true. Ago. Yeah, there's, they're still arguing he's going to be healthy. Well, hey, someday you might be right. All right, Timmy, Whit Merrifield. Uh, I, I was, I mean, I, I know you like Whit Merrifield. Is he related to you or something? I mean, you got him going at 28. He's going with the 44th pick 
outfielder in uh, in the NFBC. Yeah, that one <laughs> sort of leaps over the tab. A little bit. It's <laughs> highlighted in yellow, Tim. <laughs> yes, I know the way that game works. Uh, I I think that when people are looking right now at what Merrifield, they're basing their decisions on what happened after the trade to Toronto last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, which since, I can attest was horrible, Tim. Yes, it was not good, but. Since that point in time, uh, Teoscar Hernandez is no longer a J. Mm-hmm. Lords Guriel is no longer a J. Kevin Biggio is still a J, but I don't see him cutting into Whit, Whit Merrifield's time. Mm-hmm. I think Whit Merrifield is going to bounce back this year. And I, I think with the changes to the park in Toronto, I, I think there's a potential there to see a really good season from Whit Merrifield. The Jays obviously believed because they made the moves that they did in the offseason. If the Jays didn't believe in Whit Merrifield, would they have made those moves? I'm wondering if it was a struggle between the front office and the field management where they they gave them Whit Merrifield, a great player to acquire, and the field management said, look, we want to go with the guys that we understand, but we know. And they yeah. just flat out did not play him. And then the, the front office goes, okay, well, if that's the way you're going to be, I'm going to get rid of all those guys. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you will play this guy. Yeah, well, you know, their choices now are Espinal, Whit Merrifield, <clears throat> and Kevin Bijou at second base. And Merrifield can play in the outfield backing up those positions. Uh, well, Espinal was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he was okay, but I don't think he's with Merrifield. I, I think we're going to see uh, potentially uh, a career high in home runs from Whit Merrifield this wow. year. Wow. Wow. His career high is only 19, and that well, was a long That means time. he'll be a 2020 guy then. I think there's a chance that we see... 15 to 20 home runs, and I think he bounces back to 20, 20 plus stolen bases, maybe mm-hmm. 25. I, I like his, I like the chances of what Merrifield delivering a lot more than what we saw last year, obviously, because I've got him ranked a whole heck of a lot higher than the NFBC. And I, hey, I get what the NFBC is basically saying last year was, last year's the new bar. I don't think it is. All right. I'm, I'm just going to be critical here of the great Tim McLeod. Sure. You made the statement, I think he can uh, have a, a new high in home runs this mm-hmm. coming season. That's what you said, right? Yes, I think I, it's possible. And yes. I said, well, how many is that? And you said 19. Right. So I said, well, he should be a 2020 player. And, you, and then you made the statement, yes, I think he has a chance to hit between 15 and 20 home runs. Well, wait a minute, McLeod. I'm giving you, I'm giving you a range here. Okay? <laughs> you just told me the range was 19 to 20, and now you're, yeah. like, now you're backing off on that. Uh, okay. Well, I think he could have the second best home run season of his career, which would give him wow. the 15. Oh, I'm giving you a rim shot on that. Wow, well played there. Uh, I, I, I hope so. I just... is, after that, his high in home runs is 12 and 10. Yeah? I, I think he'd hit 15 to 20 home runs. That's okay. a chance to get to 20. But I, I think he's going to enjoy that park a lot more this year. Than Kansas City? Yeah. Than Kansas City. And I think people are discounting him because they think he's done. 
I don't think he is. I I I have a tendency to agree with you. He is on the older side, so we we do have yeah. to to point that out. Was he thirty four? Yeah, he just turned thirty four. Yes. Yeah. So that is. Uh, Timmy, let's take our final break. It back and let's wrap this uh, top thirty up. Sounds good. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Top 30 guys, Tammy. I, I want to hear two names of... <laughs> of outfielders that you really want on your team? Uh, that I really want on my team? Randy Rosarina is one. Mm-hmm. Dalton Barshow is another. But getting away from those two that I've I think already Those are great. I think those are great, yeah. I like MJ Melendez a lot. Mm-hmm. An awful lot. He's catcher eligible, and I think there's a 30 home run season in there. I think it could be as soon as this year. So those are three players that I'm very, very bullish on. But clearly, Whit Merrifield, too. So you're going to get him right. in every league according to where he's, he's going from an ADP <laughs> standpoint. Yeah, uh, I'll probably have second base covered before I get to Merrifield. <laughs> he's going off the board at 190, which is 10, what, 14th, 15th round. If he's still kicking around uh, after the 10th round, I'll probably have him rostered. See that, little, see that little column? 189.65, mm-hmm. and there's a little yeah. column. It's a round that, he's, that that is. That's 13th. Oh, I thought that was his lucky number. Sorry. <laughs> lucky number. <laughs> Timmy, that is a wrap for this uh, Sunday, oh. my friend. We're going to take a quick break, and then you and I are going to finish up this. Listen, everybody come back. Probably I'll publish that one on Tuesday. Got to come back because it gets all the fun stuff starts happening after 30. Oh, yeah. Lots of fun. <laughs> All right, Timmy, we'll take a quick break, and uh, I will see you in a few minutes, and we'll do the rest of the show. Sounds good. Be safe, be well, and catch you in a bit.